0: the call to build your small business make it happen with a dot net domain name the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice whether you're just getting started or looking to grow that's keepdreamingup.net you are locked on browns your daily cleveland browns podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hey everybody how you doing tonight it is monday october 9th obviously as always i'm jeff lloyd host of locked on browns uh, obviously follow the twitter page at locked on browns follow my own twitter page at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd uh, the monday night show here is brought to you tonight by again you know our good friends over at mybookie.ag uh, you play you win you get paid uh, promo code, obviously, of Locked On. Use that; they'll match your initial investment up to 100%. Uh, I'll give you some thoughts here on the Monday night game. We're going to be able to get this published up for you. You'll have time to get a bet in before it kicks off between Minnesota and Chicago tonight. Should be an interesting matchup. Always like those NFC North matchups. Great robberies between those games. As far as yesterday, uh, this is something I'm, you're not going to hear a lot from me. Maybe, or we're not going to, you know, hear a lot maybe this season, depending on the way things go. The Browns gave away a game yesterday that they should have won. Um, And I understand, like, I, I see a lot of you and a lot of the Browns, you know, faithful that I talk with, not all of them, are not the biggest or as high on Deshaun Kaiser as I am and some others are. So a lot of people want to put this on Deshaun. And look, I'm not going to put this all on Deshaun. He did not play as great. Yesterday, or you know, capable, he let some things get away and definitely caused some issues. You know, obviously, that led to the second half, uh, the uh, second half, Kevin Hogan getting the reps and playing the entire second half. But we're going to go into this twofold. First, I'm going to go into this from a little bit of a coaching standpoint. Uh, the first half, Cleveland utterly dominated the game. Uh, I'll come down to the first series, obviously, you know, where it was third and you know, third in goal from the four. Um, I do not want to see any play with an NFL team where whether it was you know, audible to or not. Option football does not belong in the NFL, especially when you have a six foot three quarterback. I understand he's mobile, but that does not necessarily mean he is good at the option. Take that play and throw it in the God darn river. It's a stupid play call. It's stupid to have in there. If you don't trust the kid, run a draw at Crow, uh, Isaiah Crowell. If you don't trust the kid, Run a quarterback draw with him himself. He runs well. He's a big kid. He's strong. He's tough. You have two athletic, big tight ends who can move. Utilize them in the red zone. Utilize them at third and four in the goal line. Do not have any option, audible, anything where you're going to go to running option. You put a young quarterback in something he's unfamiliar with. It's a bad pitch. Crowell didn't get it. He gave all back to the Jets. Boom. Left three points on the field. That's one I'm going to get onto. Uh, you also came back later with, a uh, look, trick plays are great. I enjoy trick plays. Trick plays are fun. But when your offense is humming and it's running like a well-oiled machine, that's when you throw in trick plays. Uh, the reverse to David uh, Najoko. Stop. Stop with that. It was pointless. Crowell was pounding the rock. Duke Johnson was pounding the rock pretty well. There was no reason to get cute and throw in a trick play, a tight end reverse to David Njoku. No. There was no reason for it. Lose it. Stupid play call. I'm sorry. Bad. Forget it. That is on you. That is on the coaching staff. Uh, another one I'm getting onto here as well. Uh, this is obviously the coaching staff later in the game. You were down 10-7. You've got a chippy field goal. Uh, it is fourth and two. You call a timeout. Okay, everybody's excited. You call a timeout. It's fourth and two. You don't want to go for the field goal. You guys must have the greatest offensive play in your book. I'm thinking, let's see, we're going to split out DeVal. We're going to split out Najoku. We're gonna go with Tregs in a slot. We'll have Duke Johnson running a choice right at running back. No. You come in in a power formation with all three tight ends on the field. It wasn't fourth in inches. It wasn't fourth in a foot. It wasn't fourth and one. It was fourth and two. What in the world made you think you were gonna come out in a power set and be able to pick up those two yards? It was terrible. Take the three points. You gave back Jets the life after, you know, they could have tied the game there. The Jets offense was struggling. The only thing they had done to that point was score a touchdown off the fact that you give them the, interce- uh, the, uh, uh, the interception, and they got the ball at the 13-yard line. And they were able to punch it in. You gave that game to the Jets right there with doing that. Uh, the other thing I'm going to bring up is, you know, a lot of people want to, you know, put it on Kaiser. Look, I, I understand that. If the first drive succeeded to some points, if you somehow got a touchdown, if Zane Gonzalez didn't shank two field goals, you're looking at a halftime score of 13-0 at worst nine nothing even factoring in Deshaun's interception at the goal line you know uh, that uh, to, Ma, uh, to you know Ma, that's just terrible what are you doing you're overthinking keep the rookie simple your defense is good enough to this point you're just doing too much Marcus May big play I understand that we'll get into that a little bit here as I break down Deshaun uh Deshaun Kaiser a little bit look Deshaun is not without fault here uh, Bryce Treggs was open on a skinny post. Uh, the ball was a yard or two behind him. Was able to, you know, be, he was open. Ball was behind him. He had run some good routes earlier. Obviously, his footwork worked by the sidelines. But he had beat Mo Claiborne on that route. The ball was behind him. It was so behind him that Mo Claiborne, who had been beat, didn't even have a shot at intercepting him. That's on Deshaun. Number two, uh, the route to Duke where they got bailed out with the hands to the face. Duke, I'm not sure if he was, you know, basically taking that to the pylon, you know, and running that route. But either way, there was too much separation between two between Duke Johnson and the defender on him. Deshaun, you have to hit that route. The, the big quarterbacks do it. Even the average starting quarterbacks in the league do it. You have to do that. Uh, David and Joku, obviously wide open in the end zone. Uh, Deshaun, look, he's not able. He's not processing fast enough. He's not able to get from one read to the next. Most of his throws are to the first read. Look, you've got to improve upon that, but you cost yourself a touchdown there in that situation. Mr. wide open David Njoku. We're gonna go now here to the interception to Seth DeValve. I don't necessarily hate the play call. I think the play call in that situation wasn't terrible, but Deshaun Kaiser needs to know what to do in that c- scenario. First things first, that ball needs to be high and outside, where Seth DeValve is reaching his hands up to his left shoulder pad, Reaching far and stretched to make that catch, the ball was too low. Uh, Marcus May caught it right in his chest, which means it was a terrible throwing attempt. If the play is covered that much, you have a mobile quarterback, which is why you call a play like this. Deshaun, you run to the last possible second. You challenge the line of scrimmage. If it's covered that well, these guys know. Obviously, you know they have the scramble drill where everybody, somebody breaks to the back of the end zone, somebody breaks back in, or there's always the option of. If you are running that much through the line of scrimmage, you have the chance to get yourself into the end zone these guys turn on the blockers. Either throw it away, throw the ball where it's supposed to be. I cannot let Deshaun Kaiser get away with that one. That ball was on him. It was a bad throw. But even still, there were ways to make it better. Uh, like I said, our sponsor here, mybookie.ag. Look, I appreciate everything they're doing us for here at the Locked On Network. Like I said, uh, use the Locked On, obviously the Locked On promo code. They will match your initial you know investment 100%. We have Minnesota and Chicago here tonight. Should be fun. Minnesota's getting Sam Bradford back. Chicago, this is what we wanted to see here. The number 2 overall, I'm sorry, the number number 2, uh, number two overall draft choice, Mitchell Trubisky, first quarterback drafted in this draft. Everybody's very excited to see him. The Chicago fans are excited to see him. I'm excited to see him. Had a great last year uh, year last year at no- University of North Carolina. Uh, I think I'm going to I was kind of on Chicago all week long. That the news broke this afternoon that you we're gonna to get to see, you know, Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, obviously the week one, he was phenomenal against the Saints. You know, Saints defense a little bit of a patsy here, but you gotta thank Sam playing here, the weapons they have in the passing game in Minnesota. I'm gonna take Minnesota here. I would even take Minnesota and I would take the over as well. So go ahead, quick guys, get on to mybookie.ag, use the locked on promo code, get your bet in. And by all means you know hope it wins for you within the two days you're gonna get your money back to you uh, like I mentioned you know obviously you know during the week uh, during the week and later in the week you know I had three keys offensively three keys defensively that I-, I wanted to see you know whether or not it was going to lead to success obviously Browns didn't win but here were the three keys I wanted to see Duke Johnson gravitate more towards the feature back get 10 plus carries Duke did not reach the 10 plus carries uh, Isaiah Crowell looked better and 16 for 60. But the runs were hard. There were a lot of bigger runs. You know, some things broke down later in the game. He got stuffed a couple of times. But I, all in all, I like the commitment to the run. I think you need to do that with this younger quarterback, with the rookie quarterback. The commitment to run was better. You know, like I said, this is a game they should have won. Uh, but I do like the fact that you made it a little easier on Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, other thing I wanted to see. I wanted to see, at least, I wanted to see at least 10 targets to David Njoku and also to Seth DeValve. They didn't reach him. The limited targets targets that you saw to Devalve and Najoku only showed more to my point. Right now these two with Duke Johnson are the two best are the three best receiving options you have. You need to feature them. they need to get more reps. the targets need to be to these guys. Make it easier for the fact that you have a receiving core who is not you know you know upper echelon below average as far as the other wide receiving cores in the NFL. The only way to do that, feature these guys. It'll make the coverage easier on your wide receivers who are not the players, you know, the caliber, the upper echelon athletes. You want things easier on them? This is how you're going to achieve it by getting these guys involved more and making them the feature point of your offense. Uh I mentioned Sammy Coates, obviously Sammy Coates. I don't even know if he took a rep. He certainly didn't get a target. But we did see some nice things. Uh Kayson Williams, obviously, was, you know. Was diving for the ball, playing hard. The receptions he made—if you factor in the one that got taken away, where he didn't get his second foot down—you're talking about a five for 75-yard day. Maybe there's a weapon here. Maybe there's something brewing here with Cason Williams. Uh, you know, a lot of people liked him out of University of Washington. Injuries have been a problem for here for him. He's been lost a little bit in the shuffle over the last, his first couple of years in the NFL. Maybe we got something here. I would like to see some more reps for Cason Williams next week, going further. You know, look good in what he did. Bryce Triggs, another one. Uh, you know, I think it was like two for thirty or so. Uh, another reception where to get a second foot down. Uh, you know, Maurice Claiborne was on him on another reception. But you saw him getting featured. I think we're seeing you know some makings there of a player, something we can like. I, I think you know Deshaun and him kind of clicked pretty well. I want to see more of that going further. You know, I, I liked what I saw from Bryce Treggs yesterday, even though it didn't really show up so much in the stat sheet. Uh, you know, first things first, defensively. My biggest one was, it was how was Miles Garrett debut going to aid. Well, the first play we saw what Miles Garrett's going to bring. Granted, it was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a blow up on the offensive line. They didn't actually, you know, pick up on everything, and you know, Miles got loose and he got loose quickly. But you, got, you see what kind of athlete and what kind of explosion Miles Garrett has within two seconds. He was in there. Boom, McCown was down. You only saw 16 reps. Obviously, he got the, the cleanup sack later in. But when you are a phenomenal pass rusher, you know, you get those type of things. Those plays come to you. Uh, the reverser Darius Stewart uh, ran. You know, Miles was caught a little off guard. He probably should have kept his outside contained a little bit better. But that stuff you're going to see in wide open in space. That's what you're going to see a little bit with the rust and Miles being away from football for five weeks. But all in all, I think we saw some signs in what made him the number one overall pick. And this young man is only going to excel as the years go on for Cleveland. You know, you need that bookend pass rusher, and it looks like Miles is going to give that to you. Uh, Danny Shelton. You know, my question was: is How is he going to help? You know, uh, aid the running game. I think he showed well, you know, obviously sucking up blockers. But Emmanuel Ogba, he's showing more and more each week. He's not only a pass rusher. He's also going to bring you things in the run game. Phenomenal effort in the run game yesterday was involved in a lot of tackles. And he was one of the reasons the Jets got away from the run game, shut it down. He was just flat out getting it done. So, you know, great job by Ogba. And you know, we're going to see, and like I mentioned the other night, we're going to see as it goes on, these two guys are going to be a great tandem at defensive end together. Uh, the third one, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Jabril Peppers, um, you know, playing the single high, keeping Robbie Anderson away from the deep ball. Robbie Anderson didn't catch any deep balls. You know, the only really deep passing completion they had, obviously, was the busted play, you know, to Curse. You know, obviously, they fooled the D. Um, obviously, the long one to Tomlinson was more of a catch and run, kind of a fluke play. I mean, you know, he's the last guy you were expecting to beat you for a play there. But what we did see is maybe they're starting to realize now that Jabril Peppers is more comfortable closer to the line of scrimmage. You know, lined up more there, was able to, you know, do things more there. Was able to, you know, uh, cut a runner back inside, make the play there. Saw some blitzing more from Jabril. It's obviously a spot he's more comfortable with. So maybe, you know, a focus, you know, as we go on is Jabril's going to be a box safety. And they're going to keep their eyes out, you know, more and more for the traditional single high and the true free safety. Uh, Some guys I do want to give some props to for playing well yesterday. Uh, You know, like I said, the two wide receivers, you know, the young guys, you know, Kaysen Williams and Bryce Treggs. look look solid, really did. Uh, I was impressed with what I saw from them. Uh, Jermaine uh, Isaiah Crowell, I'm sorry I keep calling him Jermaine. Isaiah Crowell, look, he ran hard yesterday. Now, here's a guy who was kind of put on notice. Uh, Hugh keeps going at bat for him, but ran hard. You know, the one play, whether it was a flea flicker or not, or they're trying to go with the the delayed reaction that we're starting to see from Le'Veon Bell. Joe Mixon does it too, where he kind of just basically stopped for a sec, let the defense over pursue. And then go bust it up. That was a nice 16-yard run from him. He impressed me with that. Uh, Look, David Ajoku, he is going to be a star. I mean, use this year. Obviously, you know where it's not a year we're going to be competitive for, complete for a a playoff spot. But all the raw talent in the world, get him as many reps as possible. This guy three touchdowns through five games in a limited role. My lord, all the talent in the world. Fantastic young player. This is what you're looking for. Everybody wants a tight end of this caliber, the Jimmy Graham talent, the Antonio Gates talent. I think he can be one of those guys, just a big ball of clay, but clay with talent. Just let this young man go and just let him make plays. Uh, Burgess at linebacker, really impressed with the effort he gave yester- yesterday. In and out a lot of things, played headsy. You know the tip pass. You know he was smart enough, as much as he was coming hot 100 miles an hour. He was smart enough to get himself even taller, get himself in the air. was able to knock that one down. I really like the activity we saw from him yesterday. Jason McCourty, uh, he's right now either the second or the third highest-grade cornerback, according to PFF Pro Football Focus. Oh, by the way, guys, go ahead, listen to the podcast, leave a review, put your Twitter handle in that. If you want a PFF Edge subscription, I'll get you Ogba numbers. I'll get you Miles Garrett numbers. By means, we're going to pick a couple winners there. It's a $40 package. Guys at PFF, they do relentless, tireless work. They watch these pl- plays 8, 10, 15 times to make sure they get them right. Please go ahead do that. Subscribe. Like I said, leave the review. Put your Twitter handle in. We're going to hook you up with that. Um, and uh, one more. The uh, one I'm going to give you on a bad one here, on a bad note. Sean Coleman, he graded out pretty well. You know, third week in a row, he's graded out pretty well. Three penalties, though. Look, uh, I understand you're the youngster of the offensive line. When you're a bunch of veterans, but look, you can't be committing those penalties when you got a team that doesn't have the firepower that everybody else does. Three offensive penalties called against you. You can't have that, Sean. Please clean that stuff up and keep playing like you've been playing. Now, as far as you know, going into next week, obviously we're moving on to Houston here, and there's a lot of talk now. Is it going to be a Kevin Hogan week? Uh, is it going to be? Are they going to go back to Deshaun Kaiser? If we were going into this week and Houston still had J.J. Watt and they still had. You know, uh, merciless. Which they will not. Maybe I would have said, you know, maybe let's just play Hogan this week because there's going to be a lot of firepower coming out to Sean Kaiser. Look, I'm with the kid. I want to stick with the kid. I drafted him. This is what this is what I want. I want to keep playing the young guy. I, I, I have a ton of draft capital still for the 2018 draft. Do I need to add another quarterback? The only way I'm going to know that is whether or not I give this young man every rep possible so I can get the best grade and the best feedback I have. Before I, you know, have to go and spend another high pick. Uh, look, the Houston pick now it's inside top ten. Uh, obviously, with all the injuries they're dealing with, it may stay with inside top ten. So, do you want to play Kevin Hogan? You know, to maybe win a couple of games. That's up to you. Uh, for me, no. I want to develop my young guy. I want to know if he's my guy. I hear a lot of talk about you know Hugh needs some wins. Look, I, I understand Hugh's one and nineteen. I'm not an idiot. I can, you know I can see this. But is this, you know, why does Hugh have to win three, four meaningless games this year? Maybe they can win it with Deshaun Kaiser. They should have won yesterday because of their defense. And if maybe they had coached, uh, you know, play called a little bit better. Uh, stick with that. I think you get Jamie Collins back. This defense that you have now is capable enough to keep you in games. Maybe even win you games. Keep playing the young guy. See if you got to spend the draft capital for 2018 on another quarterback. You know, I think Hogan, as great as the offense looked, and looked, looked quicker, he anticipates better, he reads quicker. I understand all that. I'm not going to deny it. That absolutely was the fact. That is what happened yesterday in the second half. But I don't know if that's the best thing for this future long term, unless you're somebody, and I don't see anybody in Cleveland saying, we don't need a quarterback, we got Hogan. So unless you're in Camp Hogan for quarterback of the future, then look, I want to see Kaiser, and I want to see everybody of this young talent develop, and let's roll with it that way. The Monday edition here of Locked On Browns was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. we got a bunch of stuff great coming this week. Like I said, we're moving on from the Jets, moving on to the Texans. But quick, get a Monday night game in, uh, bet in, MyBookie.ag. They're going to match you 100% on your initial investment. Like I said, take Minnesota, take the over, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow night.